Well, hello there. Hope your weekend's off to a decent start. Thank you for the emotional support, Fishby, but we don't really need you. This is one of our Friday bonus shows. It doesn't really count. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. Either way, it doesn't count. We're not even turning this in for extra credit. We're just, we're just, we just, we're committed to being the hardest working tag team in, uh, in podcasting. I mean, no, who else is doing five nights a week uh, by themselves with an extra dimensional fishbowl? And then thinks to themselves, you know what we need? You know, and I'm just barely hanging on uh, doing that. You know what we need? We need, we need, uh, is there a way we can do six shows? Six shows a week? Uh, so Angry Bob, the uh, the music critic, is going to be uh, posted later. There's a ton of new shit on uh, New Music Friday that we'll get to, but that's coming later. Uh, I tease this for like three days, and it just, it just never fit into any of the shows. But these are... Uh, the jobs I've had in my life, and it is spry 44, and who's someone who spent as much time in the hospital as I have, this is, um, this is quite a list. I was just going to do the stuff that, uh, I, I engaged, uh, in a microphone or, or the creative part of my brain, but I'm, I'm just going to list them all because, because I think they're all funny. Um, in their, in their own individual way. So, uh, at a spry 44, uh, these are the different jobs that, uh, that I've had through the year. And we can, we can follow the, the arc of my career and, and how I got here, which is actually something we've never done before. So, um, uh, my first job ever, I was a basketball camp coach. Love that job. Love basketball. What's not to love about being a basketball camp coach? Uh, I was also a carpet shampooer for five local motels, and and that job is as bad as it sounds. But but I had a routine. Uh, I had this big carpet machine shampooer thing, and and it had a very a very long very long hose. And so what I would do is I would uh, you would you would leave that in the hallways, and then you would go into the rooms and shampoo those. But I would just leave the thing on outside, and then I would go into the rooms and watch like Jerry Springer. For uh, no one, no one ever noticed. So that that job sucked, but at least at least I got to watch uh, Jerry Springer and uh, be exposed to lots of chemicals, which I sure will serve my health later in life. Uh, then I was a delivery driver for Little Caesars Pizza back when they used to have delivery drivers, and then and then I upgraded that job. Me and my best friend, Patricio, he had the gig first, but he slid me over with my delivery driver experience into a Chinese food delivery driver. And we were like 20, 21 years old. So this job was was fantastic. We were working 13 and a half hours a week, a five, a five and a three and a half. But we were making more money than our friends working full time because Chinese orders were so big and frequently you'd get like 10, 15, 20 dollar tips. So Chinese food delivery driver, I liked that gig. Liked it. And then uh, and then and then I moved over and uh, started my uh, esteemed college radio career at uh, Green River Community College, the only community college named after a river synonymous with a serial killer. I believe the station there is actually so good. Like, like it's won national awards. It's, it's such a good college radio station. Um, but when I got there, uh, how I floated my boat, I worked as a motel maintenance man slash shuttle driver for a motel where really only truckers stayed. 
And yes, that job is as bad as it sounds. And me being a maintenance man is, is on its face ridiculous because I don't know how to fix anything. Unfortunately, I learned how to fix toilets that wouldn't flush. And that's a skill that I guess I've used it a couple times in my life. So, so that job wasn't, wasn't a total, total waste of time. And then, and then I was a college radio assistant program director. I bring that up because that paid big bucks, as in $600 a quarter. Then I was a college radio program director, and that job also paid the big bucks exactly the same, $600 per quarter. And then I, uh, I abruptly quit my motel maintenance job slash shuttle driver because I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. And then I worked for a few days, we mentioned as, as a strip club DJ. Lasted all of three days at a deja vu in the Seattle area. It just, it just wasn't for me. And then uh, you'd think I would love it. You'd think I would be in heaven, but I, I, I wasn't. It was, just, it was just too fucking weird. And then, uh, and then I ended up t- working for like this mobile DJ company. And uh, I was doing like high school dances and that job is absolutely 100% as bad as it sounds. I, I would rather shampoo carpets than DJ a high school dance. Um, then I got a job at, uh, right about here is where I, made my, uh, where I made my first baby. Where I made my first baby at, uh, at 22, going on 23 years old. Uh, so, I, so I got a real job working full time, you know. At the, at the Camelot Music, if you remember that name, if your mall ever had one, uh, mine was at the South Hill Mall in Puyallup, Washington. It, it hasn't existed in years and years. I mean, wh- there's no reason for a music store to be in a mall at, at now. But this is, this is pre-Y2K. And so back, I actually liked that job. I actually, actually, actually thought it was fun. So, and I obviously, uh, with my natural leadership capabilities, uh, rose to the rank of third key. So... For those of you that have worked in retail, you, you know I was just killing it at Camelot to, to rise to the rank of third key. And then my, my unique job there was uh, they, I would be on the registers because they like me having me up there because I would, I would give the customers, you know, that old Bob Van Dyne charm, right? And then I, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I also, whenever someone came in and had heard a song on the radio and didn't remember any of the words, but could just kind of hum it, or maybe couldn't hum it, but remembered one phrase from the song, I was, I was that person uh, in the store. I was, I, was, I was the trivia dude, so that was, uh, that was fun. Um, and then, 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 then things start to get interesting. Then I get a job as a promotion street teamer at a radio station in Seattle that still exists, dare I say, one of the premier alt stations in the country, uh, 1077 The End, a lot of history behind it. A lot, of, a lot of great people work there before I got there to, to really make it an incredible place. But started as a promotion street teamer at uh, 1077 The End, and eventually uh, worked my way down the hall to, the, to, to where, where they make the radio magic, right? And then I was a part-time radio DJ and did that for like a year and a half. Um, and then, and then our night guy left, uh, I filled in for months and then, and then they eventually gave that job to me. I don't know if I earned it or they, they just couldn't find anyone willing to work as cheaply as I would. Um, but, but I got, to, I got full-time nights and we did that for about another year and a half. And then, and then we, we sprung on over. This was, this was a hellacious experience, but the most fun I've ever had on the radio. And, th- and this is where I met Timberlake. 
but the uh, and and, uh, and Jennifer White too, really. Uh, but uh, but do an afternoon drive on 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 one hundred seven seven the end, and that show is actually successful and fun. It was it was great, maybe too great, because then when our morning show left, uh, I didn't want to leave afternoons because because afternoon radio is great. It, it's so much better than mornings. Not, I mean, not only are you not getting up in the middle of the night, but when you're essentially doing the same kind of show in the afternoon, doing a personality-driven, you know, a lot less songs than a normal DJ would, but much more like a in a hosting uh, uh, kind of way. But uh, you have two days to prepare every show. You, ha- you have the morning before the show, and you have the night after the show, which, which is a tremendous, tremendous... Uh, creative advantage, especially for for me, who who did a lot of writing uh, for the show. But uh, anyway, uh, then we went to mornings, and I'm all pre-diagnosis of any mental health issues at this point, but getting up in the middle of the night and being under that kind of pressure, this is really where health-wise, the wheels really started to fall off the bus. Also, when I was doing afternoons, just by the way, I I made another baby. Um, And I, I... uh, we had the listeners name the baby, and the listeners named my baby Filthy Marlboro because my listeners were all class. So next time you see my daughter Filthy Marlboro, you uh, you give her a high five and go. I remember naming you. Remember naming you. Actually, it, it, uh, who did name her is was 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 my promotions director at the time. Uh, we couldn't come up with a name, and one day she's like, "What about Chanel?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Chanel." Uh, and then, and then, and then after, uh, I won't go into the circumstances why, why we left, uh, the morning show, but, uh, uh, we, I guess, I guess we didn't leave by choice. I think, I think that's fair to say. There's a whole bunch of, uh, of, uh, non-disparagement and confidentiality agreements here. I don't think I'm uh, commenting on anything that hasn't previously been reported in the press, right? Uh, and then I did. Then I did a radio talk show in Seattle, and and that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, but then uh, that the, the alternative station I worked at, uh, the End one hundred seven seven, the End Seattle, uh, they uh, they basically made me go back to do middays, which which was like a like a ten to two, and I really wasn't doing much. Uh, that job was uh, it was it was it was. It was too easy, um, um, if anything, and uh, and then when the Great Recession hit, I was I was uh, I was making way too much money to be doing to be doing midday. So I was I was I was an easy easy can when the Great Recession hit. So then uh, I ended up deciding to uh, go to Washington State University, where I actually went for for one year uh, after after I finished high school, but then dropped out because I was borrowing money and didn't know what I wanted to do, and was getting busted for weed and a whole bunch of shit like that. So. Uh, felt like unfinished business, and so I went back to uh, to Wazoo because they have one of the best comm schools in the nation. And I thought, well, radio is—I don't—I don't see a lot of future in radio, frankly. But if but but if I can also do TV, uh, being me, well, that well that kind of that kind of changes the game. So, and and really, no one was hiring anyway. I mean, it was the height of the Great Recession, and I was working in media. No one no one wanted me. Um, so it was. Uh, a decision that it was a good decision, but it was also a decision that was that was made for me. Uh, so then, so while while I'm at Wazoo, uh, how I floated uh, that boat, uh, I got a job in uh, uh, it right across uh, the Idaho border. It's it, it's all of it's all of eight miles. 
uh, from from the Washington State University campus. But I got a job hosting the morning show for a hot AC station. And those of you not in the biz, that's hot adult contemporary. And that's also, uh, if that still doesn't make any sense, imagine an entire playlist of songs that are all 100% dentist office appropriate. Uh, that's where I was. And so my surly mouth was, uh, it was real bad. And, that, and that's really, uh, during this time, this is where my health started to really, really, really uh, go off the rails. Um, and again, this is, this is, this is right before I, I got diagnosed as a, as a bipolar. Um, so I had done all this other shit with, with no medication at all, but I was, I was, my life was really a, a roller coaster. But, but, uh, when I was trying to do a good job doing, having a full-time job, do it, doing mornings full-time, in addition to being a, a, a full-time student, in addition to being, trying to be super dad and super husband at the same time, uh, I did, I basically failed at, at all those things. Like, like I just wasn't good at, at any of those things, but it was, it was, it was too much. It was, it was too much for me. Um, and I ended up getting so sick and spent so much time in the hospital. Uh, at first they just kept giving me all these different, uh, antidepressants and antidepressants and they made me so sick. I couldn't get out of bed. I had a tough time getting to the morning show on time. And, and that's, that, that, that job ended, uh, uh, for that reason. And then, and then finally, 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 I saw a good doctor and they figured out, well, well, holy shit. I mean, you're bipolar and that's the reason the antidepressants are making you sick. And that's often, often, uh, what clues doctors in to the fact that you're bipolar. It's some, it's some weird thing. I can't explain it. I don't know the science behind it. I don't even know if, if doctors can, but I know that's like, why there's a warning on Shantix, like the anti-smoking stuff, which is essentially Welbutrin. It's an antidepressant that they, uh, by dumb luck, uh, uh, people on this Welbutrin uh, uh, stop smoking. Uh, but yeah, antidepressants for some people that are bipolar will make you very, very, very sick. And I, I couldn't, I could not, I could not get out of bed. Uh, oh, also at Washington State University... Uh, one of my favorite, favorite jobs ever. Th- this was actually, this was so much fun. But every Sunday night at this legendary bar in Pullman, it's on campus. It's been there since since the 20s, I believe, which means Edward R. Murrow was probably there. Um, but it's, call, it's called the Coog. And, and every Sunday night, uh, they pack this place out for trivia. And I hosted trivia there for, for, for over a year. And it was I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was it was eight rounds, and it was we had a lot of fun. A lot, I really really enjoyed that. And then then I graduate uh, from college miraculously. Although I did even have to take a uh, a, a semester off of school, uh, something that they called like a not medical leave, but a I, I don't know what the fuck it was, but but something something. I got my money back for that semester. Uh, and then I instantly uh, when I I moved to New England. And, and I got a job uh, doing, doing a morning show uh, for a station in Boston. And this was, this was actually a great job. But I didn't last there very long because I had uh, been just diagnosed with, with the bipolar within the last year. Uh, I, get to, I get to New England and, and I, have to, I have to find a new doctor. And this doctor didn't like the mood stabilizer I was on. 
and insisted that I switch over to lithium. And lithium, and according to this doctor, is the gold standard of bipolar medication. You've got to be on lithium. Uh, but my body uh, didn't agree, and, uh, and, and my liver, my body was, was rejecting uh, the lithium, and I also, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, I, I was so confused uh, by the lithium that I got something, I believe it's called tardative dyskonesia? It's where your mental health medications basically make it like you have, like, like Parkinson's, like, like you, you, you can't stop shaking, and I sure as shit couldn't see straight, so, so, I can't see straight. I can't stop shaking. I can't think straight. And so this uh, morning show in Boston, uh, that ended about as soon as it started because there was, there, there's this mouse uh, to my right of the microphone. And I was, I was supposed to hit that mouse when I, when I was done talking and, and you know, whether I'd want to play a song or, or go into commercials. Um, I was shaking so bad, and I, anyway, that, that uh, uh, when I was supposed to play a song, I would I would play a commercial, and when I was supposed to play a commercial, I would play a song, and it was it was it was just a disaster from the very start. I I don't blame this station for letting me go. They didn't have a choice. I do blame this doctor. I was uh, some some years later. I was told I should have sued that doctor for malpractice, but. Uh, I'm not a uh, I'm not a litigious person. And shortly thereafter, shortly after I was let go from this station, then they figured out they did like some blood draws, and they're like, "Holy shit, you're uh, all these uh, levels are, are elevated. Your body is re- rejecting the the lithium." So uh, then, uh, uh, desperately just uh, needing a way to uh, to pass the time and and try to uh, try to stay sane, uh, mostly for free, occasionally for chump change. Probably did it quite a few, 300 times maybe, but uh, uh, biggest crowd, probably 300, but, but I, did, uh, I, did, I did my share of, of stand-up comedy and, uh, and, and have a ton of respect for, uh, for stand-up comics. That's a, that's, a, that's a real art form there. Uh, and although I, I had done some, some bigger shows and, and some smaller uh, paid gigs, uh, my very favorite, favorite, favorite thing to do in comedy was uh, and and this is this is in Rhode Island where where a lot of great comics are from, and uh, was 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 basically almost the exclusively populated by comics open mic, like like you're in some place that shouldn't have comedy, you're in their lounge. It's it's sixteen comics that are gonna get up and do ten minutes, and then it's uh and then it's like two old ladies playing video poker in the they, they, they just don't understand what's going on. But that was my favorite crowd, not only because it, it's smaller and you kind of know the people, but every one of those comics uh, are, are so jaded uh, that, that if you can make that room laugh, if you can turn that room out, uh, you're on to something. So, and and, and I, uh, I enjoyed the, uh, the camaraderie and, and hang, met, met a lot of uh, super just, just wonderful, wonderful people uh, doing that. Um, then life took me to Florida. Lived in Naples, uh, which is a nice place if you like golf and old Republicans and very fancy fucking cars. But it's got 10 miles of continuous beach. Uh, the biggest metro around there is, is Fort Myers, would be where the TV stations and radio stations are based out of uh, southwest Florida there. Uh, got a job there uh, just, doing, just doing weekends. Just doing weekends. 
And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then, then life threw me, uh, threw me a bunch of curveballs. Ended up in Spokangelis, where, where I've done a little bit more stand-up. I've done some freelance writing. Uh, but mostly, uh, what we're hanging our hat on is, uh, is podcast host. Yes, that's right. Podcast host. So, since, uh, since January of 2018, so we're, uh, Again, we're not counting the chickens before the chickens get to Popeyes, but uh, there's there's a chance we're uh, we'll have a uh, two years in January if we're uh, if we're lucky. So and that's and that and that's it, I think, right? Just just a, just a couple jobs, just a, just just a couple things. And, uh, I think we could all agree there's there's nothing worse than your first day of work, and uh, I've I've had a bunch of those, that's for sure. So, what do you think, Fishby? Okay, all right. So be it. Ah, uh, thanks, party people. Again, this was this is a bonus show. This this doesn't count. Uh, and when we do the uh, New Music Friday playlist uh, that'll be posted in a couple hours, uh, that true is really more of an experiment. So that also should not be. You're welcome to and enjoy it. Uh, you're not welcome to grade it, though. Uh, I, Angry Bob, the music critic, is in charge of the criticism. You're in, jo- you're in charge of the leisure portion of the uh, of that part. You can, you know, when you if you got to clean the house, you got to do some laundry. Wondering what's out this week. Uh, Angry Bob, the music critic. That's me referring to myself in the third person because, uh, yeah, that's my that's my PKA for that thing. My professionally known as. Oh, oh, by the way. Uh, don't bother uh, googling me and uh, and any of these jobs because I think every single one of them uh, I had I had a different uh, PKA a different professionally known as which is a terrible idea uh, if you're uh, a, a beginning a career <laughs> I've learned because then then things don't uh, things don't add up on the uh, on the internet for you in fact if you're just getting started in your media career, I want you to choose your PKA carefully because it needs to stick. That need, that need, that need, you need to pick one and only one if you plan on having any kind of, any kind of success. That's my advice. That's what I've learned through all these ridiculous jobs. So anyway, I love you. That's your bonus show for the week. Uh, New Music Friday with Angry Bob, the music critic shortly, and regular Bob's Fishbowl. Of course, back on Monday, posted by 10 p.m. Pacific, but probably before that. Uh, you can find me on social media, and, you know, I'm around. You can probably even call someone you know and get my phone number. Almost almost gave it out loud, but that would be dumb. Anyway, adios, amigo. Love you. <laughs>